0: As a witch, you'd think I'd need magic to throw a scary good Halloween party. Wrong! Shipped can deliver everything same day, and I don't even have to dust off my broom. Try it at shipped.com/slash magic. That's S-H-I-P-T.com/slash magic. I'm not some cauldron cooking, toad training witch. I've got better things to do. That's why I use Shipped to save precious time. To cast your own time saving spell, visit shipped.com/slash magic. That's S-H-I-P-T.com/slash magic.
1: You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay,
2: and we are live. Welcome in, everybody. We got to let the stream breathe, though, just for a second. Almost forgot. And we're good. We got five green check marks. It's a go. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, my fellow football priest that you know, that you love. He is Zach Kalberman. Zach, man, uh, you know, it's it's nothing that we necessarily – we're not celebrating this when we say the big news always comes on the days when we're off. Right. Both of us would would have much preferred that you know there was no news yesterday in more ways than one. But Von Miller, man, Von Miller, the maybe the if not the number one guy, the the Broncos. You think from the outside looking in can't afford to lose at least the number two. What was your gut reaction when you heard the news? I was literally
3: scrolling through Twitter and I stumbled upon Rappaport's tweet and I had to do a triple take that it wasn't some, you know, parody account or satire. I I literally couldn't believe it. And I let out a bad word chat. I can't repeat on air. Uh, I was I was stunned. I I, I still feel gutted. I legitimately do feel sad and feel so disgusted for Von Miller, the way he worked himself back and he was in peak shape. And even Fangio said he was going to have a hell of a season. And considering where they came from last year with him kind of chiding Von Miller and not having the best relationship to start, for him to say that, it just adds salt in the wound because we were going to see the old Von this year. We were going to see the MVP-type level of performance from Von Miller. And then opposite Bradley Chubb, you know, the big franchise player, the big linchpin of this defense. I mean, it's so demoralizing and deflating, Chad. I feel so badly
2: for Von Miller. I felt sick. Honestly, and I think anybody who has any sort of an investment in the Denver Broncos felt similarly yesterday, whether you're coming from the fan uh, arena or from the media landscape, it's just sickening, not only because, I mean, you, you feel for any player who suffers a grievous injury that could cost them the season, but when it is literally one of the premier players in the NFL and how important Von Miller is to the Denver Broncos, obviously it just It cuts to the core, and you feel for Vaughn, as you said, Zach. You feel for the team. But I know Broncos country is still kind of reeling. And the one thing I wanted to touch on before we get into the crux of today's show is we woke up – of course, everyone went to sleep last night just with this bitter taste in their mouths. Woke up this morning, though, and there was a silver, silver uh, sliver of a silver lining that came from Dr. David Chow of OutKick, former uh, doctor for the uh, trainer, uh, doctor for the San Diego Chargers, a guy that's been in the industry for a long time. He's he's now uh, in media as well as I know he still practices. I don't know how much he does with NFL teams, <clears throat> but it was really interesting, Zach, because he came out with uh, a hypothesis that was published on uh, Wednesday morning. And then later there was a tweet that confirmed the very injury cuz all we knew when we went to bed last night was basically that it was an ankle it wasn't the Achilles but it's a tendon in the ankle and based on that of course we're not doctors maybe it, if you, if you hear that maybe it becomes patently obvious what the ligament might be but we're not doctors but here's what he said I want to pull this up really quick from Dr. David Chow who provided some hope Zach that Von Miller could possibly still return this year. Now, as we learned from Vic Fangio later on in the day, he's going to IR. I mean, they already know that. He's going to go to injured reserve. The question is, is there a chance that Von Miller could be one of these designations to return <clears throat> um, later in the season? So let me read to you really quick uh, this piece. And, and of course, Lance Sanderson had this for us at milehighhuddle.com today. But let me just read, quote, the immediate fear. This is Dr. David Chow. The immediate fear is Achilles tendon rupture, but that does not seem to be the case. Fitting with the reports of no tendon tear at all, and given his position and how it occurred, I believe Miller suffered a subluxation, dislocation injury to his perineal tendons. This is much better news than if the Achilles were torn. There is precedent for same-season return if – This is the case, and we found out later today it is the case. He did suffer a subluxation slash dislocation to his perineal tendons. Then he goes on to say, all of the reports indicate a tendon injury but no reference to a tear, which supports my hypothesis. Then he goes on to say, with all this bad news, Zach, I strongly believe there is hope and precedent for a return in the latter half of this season for Miller. When he does, he may not be as effective flipping sides, but depending on which ankle was injured, he should be quite effective rushing on the opposite side of his injury. Fingers crossed that the reports of season ending are premature and all is not lost for Miller in this Broncos campaign, close quote. So, Zach, he went on to list uh, an example of Lewis Castile, former uh, Pro Bowl caliber defensive lineman that he treated, the same injury that suffered it, came back later in the season and went on to perform in the playoffs and whatnot. But how much of this – is this the type of thing where you just – plan for the worst and, and, and hope for the best? Or how do you read this?
3: I mean, I think you're asking the wrong person because I take a realistic uh, point of view with this. The absolute best case scenario, which I think Ian Rappaport tweeted today, was three months for Von Miller. He can be back. Three months would put us in December. So at best case scenario, he would come back as a situational pass rusher. He's not going to come back 100%. He's going to have to work back into that, work back into game shape and conditioning. A situational pass rusher in December or maybe for the, uh, the playoff push. I just wonder though Chad, he's going on 32. He he has a he's going to want a new contract soon. Is he going to want to come back and risk tearing his Achilles or hurting that tendon even more or really risking his long-term health beyond football? I wonder about that we're not going to get Vaughn back the normal Vaughn anytime this season. If he does come back, this is just me being a realist. If he does come back, it will be as a very rotational situational guy. But like even someone said in the comments, Vaughn Miller on one leg is better than most edge rushers in the NFL. And just having his presence out there would be a big boost for this defense. That's why it's so deflating. Not just from a personnel standpoint, from a mental and emotional standpoint, losing your franchise player days before the season opener I mean, how
2: do you overcome that? How do you weather that? I think it can be weathered. And I want to get to that here in a minute. But here's exactly what Ian Rappaport said, which is what uh, confirmed what Dr. Chow, his hypothesis earlier in the day. Quote This is from Rappaport that Zach just referenced. The specific diagnosis for Bronco star Von Miller is a dislocated perineal tendon, per me and Mike Garofalo. Essentially, the tendon flipped over the ankle bone. Ouch. Best option is usually surgery with a general recovery time of five to six months. Absolute best case scenario is three months. And Zach, if there's anything that would cause me to doubt that Vaughn could come back, it's that when, you know, he's 31, this is his age 31 season. And anyone who's over the age of 30, you realize pretty quick that the biggest difference, even if you're in really tip-top shape, like Vaughn's a world-class athlete, is that you just don't, when you get sick, you don't bounce back as quick. When you nick something, you just don't heal as fast. Now this is state of the art. these these athletes have access to not only state-of the-art care but state of the art technology and there are all kinds of healing uh, there are all kinds of options and things that can promote healing and, and, and intensify it, which is why I'm gonna hold on to it just for just as a sliver. best case scenario, three months, right? as you said, December. If the Denver Broncos are, put it this way, if Drew Lock is who the Broncos think he is, they're going to be a factor going into December. And if that's the case and you got a chance to bring Bond Miller back, even at 80%, he's good enough to play, that could give a team a boost down the stretch. And, yeah. you know, if they're challenging for the playoffs, a push into January football. So that's why for now... You know, we we maintain I'm maintaining a positive outlook on that. I'll take that as a small sliver, like the movie Silver Linings playbook. Take that as a silver lining development. Kathy Lund jumping in, one of our superstars. Appreciate the super and the support as always, Kathy. She says, Chad and Zach, please soothe our feelings over this terrible loss. Tell us everything will be okay. We can't lie to you, Kathy. It's a it's a blow, right? But Zach, as I wrote last night in the gut reaction to the Von Miller injury, if Drew Lock I'll repeat myself. If Drew Locke is who the Broncos think he is and who we think he is, if he's going to really take a step forward, there the quarterback, the, a true franchise guy, is that tide that can raise all ships. So right now the the hope, it goes from you know defense kind of up for, um, oriented focus to the offense is just simply going to have to exceed expectations out of the gates, period.
3: Yeah, to your last point, though, about holding on to that sliver of hope, you know, if it was three months and they were making a playoff push, it could be similar to what the Texans have done with J.J. Watt in recent seasons. He hasn't been 100%. He's always injured, and just having him back on in that starting lineup on that defense is such a boost for the team. It could be. Five to six months, though, that's out of the realm of possibility for this season, and it's looking like, if that's the general time frame, no Vaughn for this year. But the silver lining here, the positive, the positive spin, if there is one, this is not a team based around one player. Vaughn is tremendous. He's a Hall of Famer. He's the linchpin to this organization, but they can win without him. They have in the past, and they can again this year. And I am right there with you, Chad. I tweeted this exact same thing last night. It doesn't add more pressure, Vaughn's injury, to Bradley Chubb or the Broncos' defense. It puts more pressure on the offense. It's been five years now where the defense has carried the offense. Five years since Peyton Manning's uh, you know, swan song in the Super Bowl. Five years It's time for the offense, as young as they are, inexperienced as they are, to pull through equal weight. They lose the luxury now of having those training wheels, being babied along. They they have to come out of the gate swinging. They have the talent. They have the weapons. They have the quarterback who they, they think can succeed, and they have the coaching. It cannot be, let's just survive on offense, let the defense win even without Vaughn. The offense now has to step up, and
2: Locke really does have to grow up, Chad, more than he did. 48 hours ago. No doubt. No doubt about it, my friend. We want to continue, of course, to get to these topics. Uh, we got a few matters of business we have to dive into. But first, I want to grab this super chat from Mr. Boggins, who was originally scheduled to join us tonight for the latest Superstar segment. We had to reschedule due to due to some things we're juggling on our side. And really, just because there's so much going on right now that we... We wanted to keep the focus on Von Miller and Mr. Boggins as just the stud that he is. He was like, No problem, no problem. We'll reschedule for next Wednesday. So we're pushing him back one week so that we could 100% just focus on Von Miller and break this down and and Drew Locke and what the season holds. So, Mr. Boggins, much love to you, my friend. We're we're just, we can't wait to talk to you. Believe that. He jumps in with a super chat saying, Thank you. Broncos are going to have a lot of decisions to make this offseason. Keep Von or Simmons, pay Cortland. Kareem's option, bring back AJ, Casey, Bouye, Zach. There are uh, there are going to be some considerations, okay. and you know we'll get into this later on in the in the show whether or not you know this was a predominant theme on Denver radio all day long, and no surprise why. Has Von Miller played his last down, his last snap already as a Bronco? I don't necessarily want you to answer that quite yet, Zach, but we'll put a pin in it, come back and grab that, um, Mr. Boggins, Though, yeah, I mean this only. Zach, this only adds to what the Broncos are are facing offseason-wise when it comes to their personnel considerations.
3: Yeah, I mean, they were always in a kind of a rock and a hard place with Vaughn. They have a club option for next year. So even if, you know, unless he blew the doors off Denver this year, it was going to be whether to re-sign him or cut him loose or that's a tough fork in the road decision to make. I think paying Justin Simmons though is a no-brainer, Chad. I think paying Cortland Sutton's a no-brainer. I would bring back Kareem Jackson, barring a, a bad season this year. They have to start retaining their own guys, their in-house talent. They they just have to. They have the money. Uh, they have the need and now they have to make just make it happen. They have $30 million in cap space right now, Chad. What are they saving for? If they're not going to pay Simmons or Sutton, who are they going to spend the money on? I don't want to hear about CV. I don't want to hear about a pandemic or revenue. They have to start locking down their own talent, or otherwise they're going to lose their own guys, their own stars, because they cut off who knows despite their face. They cannot keep continuing
2: to do that. Amen. Amen, my friend. Guys, we got a lot to get to still tonight we're just getting started and we got a few matters of business we got to turn to just for a second here but first we got to draw your attention to sportsbetting.com head on over there and enter in for the opportunity into the football pick 'em contest for the opportunity to win a million bucks the top 5 finishers get 10k and it is fun you get to see what the spread is against all 16 games this week And interestingly, according to sportsbetting.com, Zach, and I'm sure this was the case, you know, for the odds makers league-wide, the spread changed, you know. It went from Titans uh, minus one to Titans minus two. So the Broncos are two and a half, excuse me. So the Broncos are opening up as home dogs and losing Von Miller only intensified that. But you got to head over to sportsbetting.com, not only enter into the million-dollar football pick but everything you need on the betting side, they have got you covered sportsbetting.com, head on over there. All right, one last thing here, Zach, and then we'll dive in. Make sure, gang, you're following the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, and also at MileHighHuddle. If you are following those two accounts, you'll miss nothing as it relates to this podcast. And also, anything breaking, Broncos, news, analysis, the whole nine yards. Gentle reminder to head on over, like so many of you have done, but a gentle reminder to head on over to HuddleUpPod.com, Get your swag on, get yourself one of these mile high huddle trucker hats. One of the football priest hats that Zach is sporting right now. We've got the let them hate t-shirts. We've got the hoodies, the face masks, the little something for everybody. The mug, which has been one of the best sellers all year long. Head on over there. It's another way that you can support what we're doing here at MHH. Help keep the lights on if you will. And if you're not in a position to patronize the merch store, it's all good. Each one of you can do these three things, whether you're with us live or listening after the fact as an on-demand podcast, subscribe first and foremost, like, and I'm, I'm serious, if you really love what we're doing here for you, bringing you this content daily, not just the streams, but the articles and all the videos, make sure you share this out there. Help us continue to grow. We are growing at an exponential rate. On Apple Podcasts, we're up by 60% over August. On YouTube, we're up by 40-something percent. The website from the clicks and the traffic, we're up by... I uh, saw today the report by over 100%. So Mile High Huddle is growing exponentially, continuing to do that. And that's thanks to you guys. Help us continue to do that by sharing this episode on your social media. All right, Zach, last thing, shout out to our uh, Facebook supporters. We're going to run you in the ticker at the bottom here. You'll see your names. There's too many of you now to to go through and list them all, but much love to each and every one of you. If you would like to support what we're doing on Facebook and you're one of our Facebook community members just go to facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. You'll see the big blue button. Become a supporter. Click that. You're locked in. We appreciate you.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: I'm not some cauldron cooking, toad training witch. I've got better things to do. That's why I use Shipped to save precious time. To cast your own time-saving spell, visit shippedcom slash magic. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash magic.
2: All right, Zach, we got Mark Langley jumping in with a super chat. Thank you, Mark. We, it's just not the same when Mark isn't in the stream. So I hope he hangs out in this and he's not listening after the fact because he's such a quality dude and he's such a key member of the community. Oftentimes, because he's juggling his schedule, he gets a he gets in on the stream early, leaves a super chat, and then has to bail and he listens after the fact. Hopefully, Mark, you're with us through this whole thing. Zach, he says, what's up, my guys? Congrats to Akib Tlaib. Now it's time to ice up, son, ice up. Hashtag football priest, hashtag huddle up pod, MHH, and yes, used toilet bowls, the obligatory. Appreciate you, Mark. And yeah, Zach, to Talib hung it up. He's done.
3: Yeah, two uh, chain snatches of Michael Crabtree later, Chad. He's a retired man. You know what? He he was really not just because he was a Bronco. I mean, no matter where he was with the Rams, with the Patriots, he was one of the better corners of this generation. And what a character, Chad! What such an entertaining personality and one of the the big boisterous voices of that championship defense. Uh, I wish you keep well. It was fun watching him.
2: I know, man. Some of the some of the sweetest memories I think Broncos fans have of the. Peyton Manning era, and just the modern era of Broncos football, we'll say the post-Elway playing era, include Akib Tlaib. And for me, it's one of the sweetest ones. You guys have heard me talk about it on the podcast before, but after the Broncos defeated the Patriots in the 2015 AFC Championship game to advance to Super Bowl 50, they had the TV broadcast, and I, I want to say it was NFL Network. I could be wrong on that. But either way, out on the grass, on the field, they had their whole stage set up, and they were waiting for him to come and they're like oh here he comes here's a keep to and he hops up onto the stage and then loses his footing <laughs> and literally falls back <laughs> on his butt he disappears off camera and then he just jumps back up hey and uh, just a <laughs> sounds like him cat. so entertaining and a baller everyone knows a, a baller and went what a you know when you start to lose the luster of a keep to just remember all those pick sixes Zach. i mean he was yeah. only here 4 years and he's up there all time for the broncos in Interceptions returned for a touchdown. So um the one in
3: the cool. Dallas game though always kind of stands out to me. That week two Vance Joseph's signature win. Was yeah. like, what a
2: great game that was. Yes. Um that one in the in the Cardinals game is in yes. twenty eighteen BJ's mm-hmm. only kind of triumphs, but <laughs> eclipse Stormborn jumping in from the city of brotherly love. Much love to you, my friend. Appreciate your support. Thank you. And look, I mean, he's rocking the football priest. T-shirt, just a cornerstone member of this community. Yep. He says, Zach, happy Hump Day Priest and Broncos family. Keep your heads up. We will make a way somehow. Peace and love from Philly hashtag state of being. hashtag let them hate hashtag m h h u n Thank you, Troy. Much obliged, my friend. And Zach. before we get to the next uh, superstar or comment here, John, as well. Let me read to you this quote from Vic Fangio. So today we got to hear from Coach Fangio. We got to hear from Justin Simmons. We got to hear from Drew Locke. And all of them kind of had, you know, there was a somber tone a little bit to to each one of them. But honestly, they were more about the, you know, they're sad for Vaughn, but they're more about the business of we got the Titans coming up and it's business as usual for us. Like we we can't change our focus. We can't let this be a, a, a punch in the gut. We just have to immediately move forward. Our hearts are with Vaughn but we just got to focus on the task at hand, Zach. Here is what Fangio said, and it's a little bit of a long quote, but bear with me. There's a reason why I'm reading this one on whether he's concerned about team morale and his own personal emotions when he learned about the severity of Miller's injury, quote, just my own personal feelings. I was sad when it happened for a lot of reasons, mainly for Vaughn. Vaughn has had a hell of an off season. I kind of reiterated that to you guys many times. I didn't see him in the off season, but I talked to him a number of times In the offseason, when you don't see someone with your own eyes, you're hesitant to believe or buy in. But I could just tell by the way we were talking and the things he was doing that he had the mindset that he was going to come out and have a hell of a season. When we finally did get back together, it was true. I'm sad that he's not going to be able to get the season that he worked for because it would have been uh, fun to watch for me, for him, for you, and for everybody. On a personal basis, as it relates to Vaughn, everybody is sad and disappointed for him. As it relates to our team, and this is where it gets good, we're disappointed. Anytime you lose anybody, you're disappointed. But we will move on, and we will make it work. We lost Bradley Chubb last year, an equal player at the same position, and we played our best football after that. That's not because we didn't have Bradley. We just kept developing as a team, and we compensated for it. We have a better team this year overall, so I expect us to still be a good team Without Vaughn, close quote. Zach, he, I agree with him that it is a better roster. The one bone I'll pick with him is to say that Bradley Chubb is an equal yes, player. But, yes. but in his mind, they are equal edge guys. You know that can get after the quarterback. You know if he has to uh, boil it down, he, I'm, I'm sure he would definitely you know give the give the edge to Vaughn Miller. But when it comes to his scheme, equal players. I'd still pick a bone with that though.
3: Everything you were mentioning, I was kind of like nodding, yeah, yeah. And then you mentioned that and I was like, huh? No, that doesn't sound right to me at all. I mean, Bradley Chubb had one really good season, his rookie season. He was phenomenal. But Von Miller is a future first ballot Hall of Famer. There's only one Von Miller in the NFL. So Bradley Chubb could be that good, but he's nowhere near being equal. And it's and you know what? It says again that it just seems like Bradley Chubb is a more star pupil to to Vic Fangio than Von Miller is for whatever reason. It seems like Fangio is just taking more of a shine to Bradley Chubb, though I I guess I agree with the premise. It's not made of it's a it's a 53 man roster. You know, there's 11 players on defense. It's not one player as good as Vaughn is. They can still overcome this. They have a playoff caliber roster. They have a playoff caliber coaching staff, and they should win it for Vaughn. They can rally around this. This can be a galvanizing turning point for the Broncos if they just
2: stick to their, their objective this season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it is the ultimate team sport, and... Of course, you're gonna feel the sting and the loss of Von Miller. It's like Drew Locke talked about today. Look, it just means that each one of us are gonna to have to make that one or two additional plays per game to compensate for, you know, maybe on a possession, Von Miller would have gotten a sack on third down in this particular situation and gotten the, the opponent off the field, and we would have got back on the on the field as an offense earlier. But instead, their drive goes on, kills more clock, or maybe even gets points. We have to come back on and go the distance and score on that drive. So they're approaching it. I think whatever Fangio said in the team meeting today, he addressed the team in terms of trying to kind of, you know, refocus them out of the the shock of Vaughn because it's Vaughn, man. It's Vaughn Miller. I think he did a good job of putting things in perspective for this team. Like, you know, there are a lot of examples. I mean, even look at 2013. This is not an apples-to-apples comparison, okay? But in 2013 – Vaughn Miller opened the season on a six game suspension. So the Broncos were without Vaughn for six weeks. and not only that, they were without uh, excuse me, Elvis Dumerville because just a few months prior was, of course the infamous faxgate scenario and he ended up going to Baltimore. The Broncos had to roll with the punches and they ended up going with a collection of dudes and signed Sean Phillips, the ex-charger, off the street on the 11th on the doorstep of the season. Phillips went on to have and post 10 sacks for this team as an edge rusher, and of course, that was a world-beating offense. That was the 2013 Peyton Manning Broncos, 55 touchdowns, you know, 606 points, all those passing yards. So in that sense, you can't compare it, but where, where you can find the parallel, Zach, is that it was a team that would you have loved to see Von Miller on the grass with playing with all those leads Peyton Manning gave that defense all year long? Of course you would have, but the Broncos found a way to adjust and compensate without him. And that's, you know, different quarterback, different offense. It was a different time, but that's basically the model. This 2020 squad is going to have to try to duplicate, finding another way to skin the cat.
3: It's, we can't, Vic Fangio's message is you can't feel sorry for ourselves. Now we can't say, poor us. We lost Von Miller. We're not going to compete. Let's, let's just pack it in and go home. He's got to keep them focused. That's his job as a head coach. It's not just literally X's and O's. It's, it's, being a leader of men to quote Vance Joseph and what he failed at doing. And that's what Vic Fangio came in last year and undid all that culture and instilled his own culture, his own values. And he's keeping this team mentally and physically focused, Chad. Um, I like the message he's sending. Like I said, the only thing, the only bone I would pick is the equal comment. But what he's saying overall is, listen, Vaughn's a great player. He would have had a great season, but we're still a very talented team with a great defense, good coaching.
2: Let's go out there and make the playoffs still.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
2: Although here at Mile High Huddle, we know that Broncos country is not a geographic location, but rather a state of being, for those located in the state of Colorado, there's $1 million up for grabs in the SportsBetting.com Pro Football Pick'em Contest. What's amazing about SportsBetting.com's Pick'em is that it's absolutely free to play. I can vouch for this because just a few minutes ago, I hopped on SportsBetting.com and entered the contest made my picks and it was not only easy it was fun all you have to do is make 16 picks against the spread and 16 over under picks in the NFL's week 1 slate of games if you get all your picks correct you'll walk away with 1 million dollars winner winner chicken dinner and here's the kicker sportsbetting.com is guaranteeing a $10,000 prize pool to the top 5 finishers with the first runner up getting 5 grand not a bad consolation prize it's free, easy, fun, and you could walk away with big bucks if you get all your picks correct. Enter the $1 million contest at sportsbetting.com pick'em football. That's sportsbetting.com pick'em football.
0: Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
1: Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own, to always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.
2: Even Justin Simmons, I mean, he echoed that. Like Miller707 here says, <clears throat> I 100% believe that we have not seen the last of Vaughn in a Bronco uniform. He will be back next year and become back player of the year. Guaranteed. Love the optimism. Love the optimism. Yeah, We can talk about that here in just a minute. We can talk about Vaughn and his future. Uh, First of all, I want to grab this super chat from Dennis Woods, who is rocking the Mile High Huddle dad hat, and he's also rocking the, I believe it's the Mile High Huddle, let him hate, designed by Zachary Smouse t-shirt. Sent it in. We put it up on MHH Instagram. Much love to you, Dennis. We appreciate Thank your you. support both on the merch store and as a superstar means the world to us. He says, so how does this affect the priorities in the 2021 draft? They've got to get someone in now, though, if, no, if for no other reason than depth, I think it's a foregone conclusion that the Broncos will sign someone. I just, I'm not sure they're going to do it before the Titans game. And we can, we'll get more into that. But Zach, if this does affect the 2021 draft priorities for the Broncos, to Dennis's question, how will it shape things?
3: Well, it would have been nice to have Justin Hollins right now, Chad. Doesn't answer the question, but he would have been a nice depth piece. I'm with you. I don't see any signings being imminent. They have some backup players, veterans, and young players they like on the roster. You know, with Chubb being his, his creaky knee and him not being 100%, Vaughn now being a question mark, torn ACL, torn tendon in his ankle, it makes outside edge rusher a bigger priority than it did two days ago. I don't think it's it trumps offensive tackle or cornerback or safety or even inside linebacker, uh, but it's definitely up there as well now with Vaughn
2: being a question mark going forward, and Chubb for that matter. Mr. Boggins, jumping back in on Super Chat. Really appreciate you, Mike. Thank friend. You. He says, Bud Dupree, Olivier Vernon, Levante David, Demario Davis, K.J. Wright, all potential trade candidates who are unrestricted free agents next year. Another name, and I'll give credit to Carl Dummler, who floated this. He's the first time I heard, he was the first person in Broncos media that I heard float the name Ryan Kerrigan last night on the Building the Broncos live pod. And I like the idea of Kerrigan because Kerrigan in Washington, he's coming off a, based on his standards, a lackluster 2019 campaign. He's still, I want to say he had six and a half or eight sacks. I can't remember somewhere between six and eight sacks, but he's been usurped. Zach. He's they basically already because I mean, he's only 14 picks after Vaughn in the 2011 draft was Kerrigan. So he's entering his 10th year as well. They've got a uh, top pick this year in chase young. They've got Montez sweat. That's who the Washington football team has basically circled for the future edge rushing duo for their team and he is in a contract year as Kerrigan, if the Broncos could pry him away from Washington for, Zach, a third or fourth round 2021 pick, would you take that? Would you encourage that? He, he, he
3: was a really good player. Um, he's 32 now, though. I wonder about his contract. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure it's over $10 bucks salary cap hit around there. Is he the future, though? If you acquire him for a third-round pick, which is a little too rich for my blood, which is what Washington will probably hold out for, if not more, is he the future, though? Is he going to start next year? Are they going to trade a third for a one-year rental? Is, is Vaughn coming back? Is he going to be the starter? Is Chubb going to be healthy? I would rather sign a, a free agent right now than give up a draft pick for a guy. None, no player from that list did anything for me. Uh, you know, KJ Wright's old. DeMario Davis is a jag. Bud Dupree's a bust. I mean, Kerrigan sounds good on paper because he has that name value. But when you think about what they'd have to give up and the the reps he would take away from the younger players like Malik Reed and some of the other guys they have, I just wonder how practical that is. It's a a tough position. Um, I'd rather, though, just sign a guy off the street for depth and save my draft pick.
2: In a perfect world, I would as well. But the options off the street, let me run through them with you real quick. Zach, we'll get your take on these. are not much to write home about. Um, Let me do a quick share screen so you guys can kind of see the list here. I floated some names last night, talked to the MHH staffers. We all kind of put our heads together and came up with a list here for for the fans, 10 veteran pass rushers the Broncos could look at. We already mentioned one, the trade target, Ryan Kerrigan. But also, you've got – here's your free agents. And I think the one that probably has the most head of steam, Zach, in the fans in terms of what they're pining for is Clay Matthews. He's 34, not 8 sacks last year in L.A. But the general consensus is he's on a steep decline. Yes,
3: very much. So he's, he's not the Clay Matthews from the Packers. He, he's not the same Matthews that most fans associate that name with.
2: Um, next you have – Excuse me, let me pull it up. Uh, Terrell Suggs, T. Sizzle, as he is known, uh, thirty-seven years old, produced six and a half sacks in Arizona, and also a little time with the Chiefs. Won a, got a ring for his time with the Chiefs last year. Did very long in the tooth, but as a rotational edge rusher, my opinion is the Broncos could do a lot worse. I wouldn't mind seeing T. Sizzle right. come in and be that veteran presence that you know maybe only plays fifty to sixty percent snaps but he's a presence and he's a veteran and he knows game situations and he knows offensive line tells and he knows you know quarterback quirks and all that stuff, he's a guy that I would really like to see if the Broncos are going to go off uh, roster win, and I think they will because as we've talked about, Derek Tuska, according to Coach Fangio, not ready. Your thoughts on Suggs? I've always liked him as a player, and I like him a lot more than Clay Matthews. In, in a
3: rotational role, uh, obviously not as a starter. I have no problem with this. I think he'd add some juice to the to the pass rush unit and mentor the younger players. And also the added bonus of kind of gleaning some information about the Chiefs, just what you can from what he learned from last year.
2: Yes, good point. Um, then there's Ezekiel Ansah. I know this is a, a guy that uh, Eric Trickle, Likes as a possibility, not to say that he's pounding the table. Don't get me wrong. That's not what Eric's doing. But he likes the idea of Ansa because he's only 31. So he's the same age as Vaughn. And as you'll see for the names on this list, I mean, there's a reason why they're still available sitting here on September 9th. Most of them are very long in the tooth. And they've basically become, you know, the modern Dwight Freenies, where they bounce around for one year with this team, one year for that team as a, you know, as a mercenary pass rusher. But he only had two and a half sacks last year, Zach, in 11 games. I'm not huge on him as Carl Dummler says. He's Ansa looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. Right.
3: Yeah. He was he had such a monster profile coming out of college. I thought he was going to be a game wrecker as an edge rusher. Just never developed. I mean, that's a guy who can go for four sacks in one game and then not get a sack for five weeks after that. So I'll pass on
2: on Ansa. Mike Evans, real quick, just to put a pin in the in the options, real quick. Jumping in on Super Chat. Hey, okay, I really Mike. appreciate you, Mike. Hope you're hanging in there and weathering the storm like the rest of us. Okay, appreciate you. He says, do you think we should increase the number of 4-3 defensive plays due to the talent of our defensive line? So, I mean, you know, this is one of those things that's potato-potato because basically Fangio runs a 4-3 under anyway, and it just ends up taking on the, the, the look of a 3-4 because that under guy is standing up. And the other outside linebacker standing up. So, I mean, I think there are different ways to roll with those punches schematically. Though, you start fiddling with the X's and the O's too much, in when you know trying to roll with what's going on with Vaughn losing Vaughn. You you know, it's like Jenga. You risk pulling out the wrong right. you know piece, and it all comes crumbling down. So, I'm sure there will be some schematic adjustments, different packages. We'll see. But from a pure base defense perspective, Fangio's not about to, to throw the baby out with the bathwater.
3: Right. That's a really good analogy. You got to get the best players on the field, no matter the formation, no matter the look. I mean, like you said, Chad, the Broncos are so multiple. Like most other NFL teams, they don't run just one defense. They run variations of 4-3 and 3-4 and uh, you know under and over. They're going to have some 4-3 looks, but they're going to stay with what they know, which is a 3-4 defense. And just the sum of all their parts, all the pass rushers they have right now, Attahu and Malik Reed, they got to pull their weight now and kind of try to make up for the production they would have lost or would have gained uh, from Vaughn.
2: All right, twitchy noob, throw that throw that back on. Malik Reed is going to step up. Yeah, wouldn't doubt I mean, it. Here, here's the thing about Malik Reed: he had a really good training camp. There's mm-hmm. reason to be optimistic about Reed because literally everybody I've talked to of the people who've watched every single training camp practice uh, this summer just raged about how good Malik Reed looks. So be optimistic, but even Fangio said today it's going to be him and Jerry Attachew basically taking on that role. It's not going strictly to Malik Reed. They're going to share that duty. And, of course, then you also have to compensate, too, for the fact that Chubb's not going to be playing 100% snaps out of the gate. So those two guys are going to be seeing a lot of snaps. Which is why, and it brings us back to this article here. They got to bring someone in off the street. Another option here, Zach, on our list, Jabal Sheard started 12 games for the Colts last year. Of course, longtime Colt, former Brown, totaled four and a half sacks. He's 31. And this was a statistic that our James Campbell dug up. Um, he earned, did Sheard, 65 uh, pro football focus, pass rushing grade last year. And two, three years ago, I think, 2017, he had an elite 86. pass rushing grade. So I like the fact that he's only 31. I think the Broncos could do worse than Jabal shared if they were looking for a short-term mercenary to bring in off the street.
3: You know, what's terrifying to me though, just touching on your last point, there's a real chance on Monday night, the Broncos starting linebackers are Malik Reed, Jerry Attachu, Alexander Johnson, and Josie Jewell. Boy, did that fall off from what it was, Chad, a week ago with Todd Davis and Vaughn and Chubb. It's 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 dire. They need to add someone. In terms of Jabal Shear, he's always been kind of a jag. That's why he's graded out that way. He did look good, like James said a few years ago. I mean, he does have some upside. I would not mind him. I'll
2: take him over Clay Matthews, Chad, for what that means, what that's worth. There's also Michael Bennett, <clears throat> who, like a lot of these guys, have become the, you know, the mercenary guy at 34. He's getting long in the tooth, but he had six and a half sacks last year with the Cowboys and Patriots. He might have some situational juice left. Like he's a guy that would be up there for me with T-Sizzle, with Terrell Suggs in terms of, you know, you can't expect him to come in and play 80% snaps, but as a rotational guy that has seen pretty much everything the NFL has to throw, he could, he could provide not only a little bit of an impact, but some insight and some help uh, for the younger guys in the depth chart. He retired, though. That's the only thing. When did he retire? Earlier in the offseason.
3: I mean, I, I covered it. Is it official official? Yeah, I mean, he, uh, they voided his contract to make him a free agent. He just decided he wants to do other things. His, his swan song last year with Dallas was just that. He's just going out with a bang.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
1: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl.
2: All right, so we take Michael Bennett off the off the list in that case because there was also buzz about um, Cameron Wake that he had retired, and turns out he hasn't retired, even though there was a lot of miscues on that front. So I don't know if it's the same thing with Ben. I'm taking your word for yeah, it. Yeah, last last I heard, he was uh, he's done. Cameron Wake is a guy that's also on this list. We'll get to him here in a minute, but first I want to talk about Aaron Lynch. Now this is a guy that a Didn't couple he years ago, to? Aaron he Lynch.
3: Yeah, I don't maybe I'm wrong with that. I, I remember seeing his name pop up. Let me Google it. Aaron Lynch. NFL. Let me just let me just search. Could be it real wrong. Quick. I don't I just remember because I, I remember oh, him with no, Chicago. Dude, You're
2: right. Yeah. My memory's undefeated, Chad. So far, dude, you are right <laughs> on the money. Let me let me just pull this up. It's because I hired August eighteenth, dude. Just a couple, just a couple weeks. Yeah,
3: ago. when the Broncos hired Fangio, I really wanted Denver to sign Aaron Lynch. I mean, he had a great season in uh, twenty eighteen, and he was one of the free agent targets. That's why his name always kind
2: of stayed with me. Well, here's the thing about these recent retirees: money talks. All right, it really right. does. Like an opportunity. opportunity, money and opportunity. And what I was told by someone that I trust today is that, like Cameron Wake, we can talk about Cameron Wake, who's thirty eight. He's the oldest of this collection. You know, it was reported that he was he was retired and then his agent put out different signals on that front. His agent says that he's hoping that he's going to get signed, that he'll get an offer here sometime following week one. When the when the contracts aren't guaranteed, you know, and they can basically do with what with him, what they will in terms of, you know, if we want to keep you for two week, two <laughs> he's weeks. right here. <laughs> What's that? He's right here. Aaron Lynch is in the room. Get On the field, get oh, the valley, Aaron. You got that, Aaron. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Put him on. Let's let's throw him on. Put it. do you have a <laughs> there he is? Where's his super? Do you have a super John? I thought I saw him on. Let me see here. Let me see if I can find it. But anyway, back real quick while John's looking at that. You just these are guys that very recently retired. Even if, even if both Wake, uh Bennett, and Lynch all three officially retired. The right phone call and the right opportunity. A guy like Lynch, for example, played with Fangio two different stops, both in San Francisco and Chicago. You know, he looked good in those two years in in San Francisco, enough to get a decent contract in Chicago with Fangio, but he never really panned out quite the way I think the Bears wanted. And, of course, you know, then they brought in Khalil Mack, and the rest is history. But Dakota Watson's another option. Everyone knows the Broncos have chewed him up and spit him out now twice. Hard pass. Here's the one thing about Dakota Watson – he spent last training camp in with Vic Fangio on the Denver Broncos, so there is base familiarity there.
3: Yeah, I, he, he just does nothing for me. Chad. He's almost a detriment to have on the field because he'd be targeted in you know against the run, in, in pass rushing situations. He offers
2: nothing to Dakota Watson that any other player wouldn't bring to the table. Agreed. All right, we've got uh, Aaron Lynch. There he is. Are you still out doing the Alaska fishing, I'm wondering, Aaron? Good to have you in the stream, my friend. Appreciate your support, of course. He says, I know these things happen and the timing is never ideal, but something about the Vaughn injury hurts worse now. It feels like the dawn of a new era in Denver. Hate to see it begin without 58. It just feels (laughs) off. Zach, this isn't necessarily what he meant, but on the topic of it being a new era, let's talk about – what the future might hold for Vaughn and the Broncos. I was asked, I've been asked this many times today by fans on social media and people reaching out on email and DMs the whole night. Does this mean Vaughn's done? We talked about it top of the show. We broached the subject. Has he played his last snap as a Bronco? It's predominated Denver radio all day long. My answer is this, this is kind of how I see it right now. I think if Vaughn does end up being able to, you know, have the best case scenario and he's available to come back to the team in December, and he comes in and makes, you know, does his thing and makes even a modest impact, I think there's a good chance the Broncos pick up his option next year. If he ends up being out this entire season and the Broncos go on to have a modestly successful year, or even if they have a bad year, either way, I think what you'd see happen is when, when you know, you get to deadline time, I think the Broncos go to Vaughn and say, hey, Vaughn, we want you back but not at, you know, 18 and a half million or whatever it is, are you willing to take a little bit of a haircut to stick around considering that you had a little bit of a down year in 2019 and then you missed all of 2020? I could see something like that unfolding. But then there's also, Zach, the outside chance that the Broncos are going to stand behind Vaughn because of what he's meant to this team and the contributions to Bronco Cannon. And they're just going to roll with the idea of, Writing it out, Elway and Bond writing it out together. It's the last year of his deal, and Elway next year will be entering the last year of his. So, how do you see it? Well, that's my kind of my point is that he signed through 2021, so they don't really
3: have to do anything on either side until the end of next season, that he's under contract. It's you know, I thought, and we've been saying throughout the offseason that Vaughn's performance this year will dictate whether he gets extended or whether the Broncos consider parting ways. They do have that club option. They would clear Chad if they if they declined it. $18 million in salary cap space. That's a lot of money. That can sign two or three players or one premier free agent, and you know how much. Elway loves pinching pennies, especially now in the pandemic and kind of saving for the future. It's a lot of money. If the injury is bad enough, and we don't know that just yet, I can definitely see Denver kind of transitioning away from Vaughn, though Bradley Chubb also being hurt gives them no safety blanket. If Chubb was healthy and playing to 2018 levels, I can see Elway having that conversation, like maybe, you know, We'll roll with the tattoo for one year, Malik Reed for one year, and we'll find Vaughn's replacement in 2021. We still have Bradley Chubb. I don't know how that's gonna work out with Chubb's injury. That complicates everything. I will say this though: if Vaughn is looking to get more money from the Broncos front office, there's no way in hell that's gonna happen. He barely got that extension after the Super Bowl. He had to cut John El- El- Elway out of social media posts to get to make that happen. I could see Vaughn being um, you know. Amiable to a pay cut, giving some money back to the Broncos front office if he wants to stay in Denver, but it comes down to what Vaughn wants to do. If he wants another contract, he might put himself on the open market. He might request to be, you know, decline his option to be released or traded. We don't know how it's going to happen just yet, but I think Chubb's injury is the, the bigger factor here than most people are realizing, Chubb.
2: Yeah. And that's what really makes this, it's a bad pun, but it adds insult to injury is the fact that Vaughn goes down And just when you think, okay, well, now's the time for Chubb to kind of really take control of that torch and carry it forward, a real passing of the torch, he ends up having that setback in the first stadium scrimmage. And as you and I were talking about before we went live privately, we're we're concerned about that. We don't like that he was a full go through all of training camp. And then, of course, he has the setback. And all of a sudden, you know, the Broncos are really taking it easy with him. And understandably so, if it was a setback – even if it was a tweak, you understand why all of a sudden they're taking it easy, slow rolling him into week one, yeah. but it's not a good harbinger for Chubb. And as I wrote in the article last night, the way I would I see it with Chubb, and hopefully it proves differently on the field starting Monday night, but I don't think you're going to see a full effect Bradley Chubb, best case scenario, till the second quarter of the season, yeah. which means this first quarter of the season – they're gonna really have to, as a team, work to manufacture pressure because you know, Malik Reed and, and Jerry Itachi, they're gonna get their pressure here and there, probably nowhere near as as consistent, obviously, as a Von Miller or a healthy Bradley Chubb. That interior, though, with the Drell Casey and the Shelby Harris and the Draymond Joneses and the Demarcus Walkers, they're I think gonna to have to be the difference makers, honestly, until Chubb gets his legs beneath him. And by the way, Chris Hernandez jumping in real quick here. Appreciate Thank you, you, my Chris. friend. One of my favorite profile picks because not only is he rocking the mug and one of the t shirts, but he's, you know, it's, it's, he's posing, dude. I love it. Any concern that they might rush Chubb back to, into the lineup before he's 100% to compensate for Vaughn? Zach, Fangio addressed this today saying, no, I've already talked to him. We're not yeah, going to like- pressure him, but your thoughts. I don't see it
3: happening. I think Fangio has more foresight than that. They might go with... A, it's better to have a limited Bradley Chubb for three or four weeks and risk losing him for the entire season. And now more pressure is on Chubb, obviously, without Vaughn being in the picture. So, no. They're going to be, like Chad just laid out, It's it's perfectly... Perfectly said it's going to be the sum of their parts. It's going to be a limited Bradley Chubb, um, just a designated pass rusher on third downs until he gets his legs under him literally and figuratively. But you mentioned the point Chad. I wanted to make. This is mm-hmm. why they brought in Jarell Casey. This is exactly why you trade for a five-time pro bowler who is one of the best interior disruptors in the entire NFL. So um, he's going to help mitigate a lot of
2: the damage of Vaughn's loss. And by the way, before we grab Edward here, um, I'm not sure who that was on Twitter that brought up Shane Ray. No, 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 Shane no, Ray's, no, no, Shane Ray's out of the league, no. dog. So I mean, I, I
3: would rather the Broncos play with ten men on the field and sign Shane Ray again. And I mean that. He's terrible.
2: No way. Yeah, it just didn't pan out. Um, Edward Keating, bona fide superstar, rocking the football priest hat, rocking the Huddle Up podcast T-shirt as well. Love the profile pic, dog. He Thank says. You, can 2020 be over already? LOL. Well. <laughs> right. Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, I mean, for fans, for Broncos fans who just, you know, everyone's been wrecked by, racked and rocked by this 2020 so far, and then on the doorstep of, of the season when optimism is running high throughout Broncos country, boom, you get hit with something like this, and it's just it's just a kicker. And Terry Randall up there north of the 49th parallel, proving, as always, the Broncos country is not a geographic location. You can see right here. It's a hashtag state of being, baby. Football priests, M H H U N, brothers from other mothers. Amen, my friend. Terry, appreciate your support, dog. And Chris, and sisters from other misters as well. Hashtag. Love it, dude. Love the community, and uh, you keep us coming back every single night, gang. Um, Zach, here's Douglas on Facebook. Hey, Chad and Zach, the thoughts and prayers really helped Finally able to get back home. My house uh, was luckily spared from the wildfires. Hashtag state of being for Montana. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's great. That's
0: getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come a better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
1: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left wing leaders across America, hands off our kids paid for by America first legal.
2: That's awesome, man. Thanks for the update too. Uh, Justin Jarvis jumping in on super chat. Appreciate that generosity, Justin. Uh, make sure you reach out to us and connect with us on Twitter so that we can shout you out after the show that goes out to all of our superstars from tonight. He says geek moment. I was working in the home of Kevin, uh, Kevin Kaiser, like Kevin Kaiser and Karan white's parents. Okay. The mother was FaceTiming with Kaiser. And even though he's a charger, I still wished him luck this season. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's cool. When you, you have those brushes with, uh, you know, football families and, football stars and you realize how small the world is. Sometimes it really is a small, small world. Thank you for the anecdote there, Justin, and and for the support. Uh, Jeff C jumping in. Appreciate you as always. So consistent. Every single stream. We appreciate you. He says, what a blow. Von Miller busted his butt this off season. Chubb. We don't know if he'll even play much on another note. Todd is still available. And, yeah, he is still available, guys, but he's not going to help you with the pass rush. I mean, if you're – now the the panic feeling is how are we going to bend the edge, how are we going to pressure quarterbacks off the edge, we all know Todd Davis, he's not going to help in that. But as you guys know, Zach and I, we'd be all about bringing Todd back, but it's just not going to happen, gang. I mean, there's the outside chance, who knows, that L.A. after week one and the contracts aren't guaranteed anymore. Maybe it makes him an offer if he's still out there, but – I think Todd will end up somewhere long before that. I really do. Um,
3: Am I the only one he thinks he's going to land in the West somewhere, like the Chargers or the Chiefs? or the? Ra- I just have a funny feeling. I, I, I could see him following Chris Harris Jr. to uh, Los Angeles
2: easily. More talent for that defense. Benjamin says, never miss a show. Good stuff, brothers. Keep up the good work. We Thank shall you, try, man. man. Appreciate you. All right, let me see what else we've got here. We got Jay Ritchie jumping in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Jay. You. you and... Ariel, ha, see, I remember these things. Zach's got a memory. I got one too. Uh, Vaughn is a huge loss, but the team isn't built on one. We witnessed that for 13 years with Elway. The team needs to rally under Vic's leadership. This season will identify the uh, who we really are. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that's a great summary. Really, it boils down to this. Okay, really, here's what it boils down to, Zach. And this is how I closed out the gut reaction last night. Again, I'm a guy – we talked about this even before we went live. We might hit you with uncomfortable truths or we might be talking about something you don't want to hear, but we're always going to try and posture it, leave you with a positive note. And the positive note I left you with in that article last night, for those of you who read it at milehighhuddle.com, was that if Drew Luck is who the Broncos think he is, they'll survive this. They'll not only survive, they'll thrive. All right? The quarterback, it's all about the quarterback. Zach, all the healthy Vons and healthy chubs in the world for 2017, 2018, 2019, 2016 even, when you had a healthy DeMarcus Ware as well, before you know, tail-ended DeMarcus Ware, all of those, the Aqib Talibs, the Chris Harris Jr.'s, the Derek Wolves, the Darian Stewart still rocking and rolling, all the Kings horses and all the Kings men could not put Humpty back together again because they didn't have the quarterback. The quarterback, it's all about the quarterback, Zach. If you've got the right guy, he can bridge the gap. He can make up for holes on the roster, and it really boils down to that because if Drew Locke not only ends up being who the Broncos think he is, who I think the fans, and who we think he is, if that comes out in the wash like we expect it to and hope that it will, they're going to get out there. They're, Zach, they're going to put some points on the board. They're going to get some leads, and that's going to make it easier for guys like Malik Reed and guys like Jer- Jerry Attachu and perhaps still getting back to full strength Bradley Chubb to do their thing. With or
3: without Von Miller, if Drew Locke is good this year, the Broncos would be good. If he was bad this year, the Broncos would be bad. They were always going to be as their quarterback took them. Now, can Von change a game? Yes. Does he account for a win or a loss on his own merit? I don't know about that. He's an amazing player, but the Broncos have a much improved offense, a solid coaching staff, and still a ton of talent on defense to weather the storm. It hasn't changed my outlook for the season, Chad. I'm still predicting playoffs. I'm still going 10-6. and six. I still think the Broncos are in for a very good year ahead. It sucks losing Vaughn. It's demoralizing. But they can rally around this. They can be better in spite of this. And that's if Vic Fangio fancies himself a long-term coach in Denver, if he is a leader of men that we think he is, he will rally the squad, and they will be able to let it kind of just roll off their back and
2: go on as business as usual, Chad. Guys, I'm telling you right now, all the all the positive things and the – I wouldn't even call them bold predictions, but the things we've been saying about Drew and the things we've been saying about Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, I mean, we weren't just talking out our rear ends. Mm-hmm. This is an offense that will be a force to be reckoned with, and if that's the case, you can overcome the loss of Vaughn Miller as great of a player as he is. You know, there will be times where the chips are down and you're going to wish you could have a game-changing play from Vaughn, but you there are also going to be times where – Unlike previous seasons, like Vic Fangio said, we're a better team this year. We're a better roster. You're going to have the team in much better positions in different game situations than you've had in the last 3-4 years with this defense dragging an offense behind it, kicking and screaming, trying to stack Ws and, you know, they they failed more often than not because without the quarterback, you're dead in the water. You're 7 and 9, you're 6 and 10, you're 5 and 11. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Desmond Ray jumping in on Super Chat again. Thank you, Desmond. Thank you, Desmond. This is a couple nights in a row. He's he's uh, supporting us on Super Chat. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, let's put the shoulder to the weak and get in the postseason. Denver Broncos for life. And that's the mindset, gang. You got to focus on the positive. Everything goes into Drew Locke right now. And as Zeus says here. Zeus. Jumping in with his generosity is is, as always. He says, I'm bummed, but I'm not giving up on my Broncos. Zach, they can't give up on this team put all your hope all your aspirations put them on drew Luck. and you know what it, it's going to increase the expectations and the pressure on him there's no getting around that it's just going to it's just the way it is but i think he has what it takes between the years i think the intangibles yes. are there for him to manage those expectations and zeus you demand really really appreciate you bro the pressure and
3: the expectations were always there though for Locke Chad, regardless of Miller's status. I mean, it was always coming down to what Locke was gonna do for this team this year. If That's he was gonna point. take the step forward, they were gonna be a playoff team. If he doesn't develop as they think he he should, they're gonna be another middling team. Let me just let me just, you know, clear my my thoughts right now. I'm I'm so tired of people putting words in my mouth. I literally just said he can change a game, but in terms of this year's schedule, I'm not deducting a win from the Broncos you know, column because they don't have Von Miller. They can still be a 10-win team. Of course, he changed that game. He single handedly won that game for the most part. But in terms of this year, the Broncos can still win 10 games without Von Miller.
2: That's what I was saying. Yeah, but Zach, and to Arrowall's point here, when's the last time you saw Von play like he played in Super Bowl fifty? That's
3: valid, valid point. The Raiders game, the finale, he had that sack, he he that bend, and he just it was classic Von Miller. But last year it was uh he was mostly invisible. There
2: was no game-changing plays. I'm not trying to hate on Vaughn. We all love Von Miller, and everyone knows what Von Miller means to this franchise, but you know, he hasn't been the same guy for a few years in terms of the 2015 player you're referencing that was a straight-up game wrecker. Those game-changing plays, in fact. You know, we took a lot of heat for it, we have, and we probably will tonight as well for saying this, but the biggest bone we had to pick with Vaughn last year, and understandably so because he lost that compliment on the other side, that that Bradley Chubb, that steady presence, that DeMarcus Ware, that Elvis Dumerville wasn't there for him last year, and he had to basically take on doubles and triple teams. So it is understandable, but nevertheless, Zach, those game-changing plays, chips are down, it's week two, you need to stop the Chicago Bears. You need to take the ball yes. away on the final possession. Those are situations Von Miller in days of yore would find a way to affect. Didn't happen in week two against the Bears, lost. Didn't happen in week four against the Jags, lost. Almost happened, but not quite, in week seven against the Indianapolis Colts, lost. I could go on. He was, it was just a season of close but no cigar, and honestly, Zach, even though 2018, he had significantly almost double the amount of sacks that he did last year. I don't remember a lot of huge game-altering plays either. I mean, the Broncos finished, once again, they finished 6-10. and So, you know, those days are in the past. Vaughn is a a Pro Bowl impact player even today at 31, all right? He is that guy. I'm not trying to minimize the loss. What I am trying to say, though, is those days of him being the number one guy that wrecks everything, maybe those days were coming back, Zach. Maybe all this hoopla and hype about him beefing up and being focused and motivated. Maybe we would have seen that come back, but it's been a while.
3: Chad, you nailed that. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself just then, how many times last season, and for the most part in 2018, did you and I say to each other, he's being paid like a franchise quarterback and not be not providing the production for what he's earning. I mean, he was still a, a good to very good pass rusher, but he hasn't been truly elite or excellent since SB 50. You can make that case. And uh, it's not, you know, hating on the Broncos It's not taking a negative standpoint. It's just, he hasn't been Vaughn. Like we've seen the last couple of years, the sucky part is you and I both predicted we were going to see that Vaughn again this season. That's what makes it so crappy.
2: Yeah. But, but we still can't just you know cover our eyes and pretend that he's been the same player that he was in no, 2015 yeah. these last couple, two, three years. That's just not the truth. Uh, young Youngest flexer on Facebook. That's a killer handle, by the way, my friend. Back in 2013, Vaughn said he tore his ACL because he was too heavy. Now in 2020, he gained more weight, more muscle. This offseason is another injury. I find that concerning. Zach, it is concerning, but let's, you know, we've questioned some of the strength and conditioning protocols, what's going on behind closed doors. I don't want to go down that road, yeah. but there is That's a not- correlation here. You know, like we don't we're not big believers in coincidence. And I think there is something to be said that, you know, there is something that 2013 and 2020 has in common and it is that he gained weight in the offseason.
3: Yeah, I'm going to uh, just move past the Landau topic and the the training regimen. I will say that taking it for what it is, it it was a freak injury, happened on the literal last play of practice yesterday, Chad, the Broncos were indoors, and Vaughn just reportedly stepped the wrong way and just felt something pop and knew something was wrong. That could happen to any one of us. Any one of us could walk us like a hit by a car. I mean, things happen in life. It doesn't have to be a trend or a pattern. Um, It it was a freak thing for Vaughn. It's very unfortunate for Denver and for him.
2: Let's grab this super here from Mark Langley. Again, appreciate the support, my friend. He says Garrett Bowles would make a great pass rusher against another team knocking out the O-line from his own stench. Wow. Can you imagine the unconsciousness of going undefeated by somebody's smell? Hashtag MHH. You know, maybe, maybe, my friend. Garrett, for what it's worth, though, Garrett Bowles actually started as a defensive lineman. He was a pass rusher, and uh, I don't know how much that's helped him, in terms of being an offensive tackle. But, you know, maybe the Broncos got to do what they got to do and some guys (laughs) got to play both ways. He wants that second contract. Go out and earn it on defense. All right, John, you have Jake If So I think on our side, the old chat stream, because it's such a passionate and fired up conversation tonight, jumped him. Thank you. Jake Girard, bona fide superstar. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Always appreciate your support. He says, we will be just fine this year. Uh, we will be just fine. This year is all about if we have a franchise quarterback. We're still winning week one, baby. Football is back. Update for next Monday pod. Backup date for next Monday pod. So, yeah, um, I don't know if you're – I agree with all your sentiments there. I don't know, though, if at the end there, Jake, you're asking about – an update for Monday's pod, what you're saying there. But yeah, Zach and I, if that's what you're asking, we will be coming to you live as soon as the final gun sounds and the fat lady sings on Monday night football. We will be coming to you live with the gut reaction, however it unfolds. I know the Broncos are home dogs. I'm still picking the Broncos to win this game. I think they're going to be fired up emotionally because of Jarrell and because of Vaughn. And I think that's going to be the difference for them this week, Zach.
3: I'm not changing my prediction. I'm sticking to my guns. It's still going to be a sloppy game and and more so defensively oriented now, especially with Von Miller's injury. Um, I'm still thinking the Broncos are going to come out of this victorious, Chad. I'm not scared of Ryan Tannehill at all.
2: All right. uh, uh, Let me see something here. Uh, Well, first let's grab Zachary Smouse in the house. Z-Dub Designs. Appreciate your support, my dog. Thank you. He says, keep your heads up no matter what. Broncos will be bad A, and Vaughn will come back hungry. Uh, that's something I agree with absolutely, that if it all works out and Vaughn comes back, and uh, whether it's this year or next year on the option, if that all works out and plays out, we hope that it does. He will definitely be a man with a mission.
3: He's gonna come back emaciated. I mean, he was hungry this year, Chad. Can you imagine sitting out an entire football season and not being able to play and and you know hearing those things and the rumors swirling in his future? I mean, I hope he's motivated, but I hope the injury doesn't have the opposite effect either, where it just demoralizes him completely.
2: Jeff C jumping back in to say, thank you, Jeff. Fangio is growing on me. Seems to be a good coach. Yeah, we've been we've been mostly impressed with Fangio, like, not too many complaints. The things that we didn't like at the beginning of last year, he fixed and tweaked and turned the corner. And you know, I'm so far. If I were the Broncos, I would be more than optimistic. I'd be happy that what the the job Vic Fangio's done up to this point. Zach,
3: I, I think he's legit. I, I think he's the real deal, and I think he'll prove that this season. Um, he's not one to make excuses. He's one to keep the Broncos focused and uh, and uh, on the same mission. And uh, I think he's the right man for the job. Chad, my opinion on Fangio has
2: not wavered this uh, Alfredo here on Facebook, this is a good opportunity. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the mad fanatic and his music and the great, the great contributions he makes to Broncos country and Broncos Canon. We're going to, he's dropping a new album on Friday and we're going to help him promote that. We're going to bring him on the show on Sunday night. So Sunday, of course we'll, well, first of all, the NFL debuts tomorrow night, Thursday night, you got the, the season opener, Chiefs-Texans, right? Chiefs-Texans, isn't yeah. that the? And then Sunday, of course, a whole slate of games. That's going to be fun. We're all going to be glued to our TVs. But that night when Zach and I come to you live, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern, <clears throat> we are going to have the Mad Fanatic in the house with us. We're going to bring him on for a segment, pick his brain on all these issues, find out what he thinks on these topics, how the team's going to shake out without Vaughn and the whole nine yards. So that's definitely going to be, appointment streaming, appointment podcasting for you guys. So make sure you tune in for that and check out his record. That's dropping his album on, uh, on Friday. So we look forward to talking with him. It's going to be, it's going to be a gas. Um, let's grab here. Oh, we did grab Desmond. Awesome. Appreciate you Desmond. Uh, John, let me scroll down here. I want to make sure as we're across the hour mark, I want to make sure we're not missing anybody. We got Z dub. We grabbed Desmond. Let me see on the back end here. Uh, do we have Duke? Do you have Duke? Let me let me jump down. Sorry guys, we we don't like the the dead air, but sometimes the way with how fast the chat stream moves, we just have to uh, roll with the punches. Dallas Jeter on YouTube says local sports radio in Nashville are saying that Denver has nobody on defense or offense that are special enough to game plan for. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think there's a guy by the name of Drill Casey that might pick a bone with that. I think there's a guy by the name of Bradley Chubb. If We'll see how much he plays that would pick a bone with that, Zach. And
1: Portland a few
2: corners South. and DBs that are going to have something to say, too. I got three words, Dad. Let them hate. <laughs> Let them hate, baby. That's you it. You know the drill, gang. Um. All right, Duke, Boynton, love you, buddy. Appreciate your Thank support. You. Bonafide superstar, he says, Denver needs to stay the course. I, for one, completely trust Boston. Trust, Boss Vic. All will be okay. We may not know what okay is, but it'll be okay. That's, I mean, that's it, man. <laughs> Very philosophical. Love it, dude. You gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. And the Broncos, it is the ultimate team game, is football. And I think you're right. They're gonna be okay. It will, it will all turn out for the better for the Broncos. They're gonna be there'll fine be this year. there'll be bumps in the road. This team is gonna learn a lot about itself this year. And I think they'll they'll realize that they can survive. I mean, everyone's always, you know, I think fans of, as Vaughn's gotten older, they've worried and wondered what life would be like without Vaughn. You're going to get an early preview of that this year. And I don't say that as a bold prediction, like, you know, I'm not predicting per se Vaughn's gone after this year. That's not what I'm saying, but you're going to see this team have to figure out what its identity is without Vaughn Miller. And I think it all boils down once again to one Drew Locke. Jay Richie, <clears throat> excuse me, jumping back in. Appreciate Thank you, you Jay. Jay. Thanks for the insight, guys. Do you see the offense heavier on ball control now? Less responsibility on the D, less risk down the field. Zach, what's your answer for Jay?
3: That's an interesting question. I mean, I can definitely see that um, in theory and practicality, though. I wouldn't want to change what Drew Locke is, Chad. I really wouldn't want to change the entire playbook or the scheme because they lost one player on the opposite side of the ball. I mean, the offense should keep doing its thing. And, in fact, we've been talking about not just you know being babied along and and dipping one toe in the water. It's time to jump into the deep end, Chad. Water wings or no water wings, get in there. Take shots down the field, be aggressive, push the ball. Nothing will help the defense out more than putting points on the board. More than any clock control or, or rushing yards, scoring points, touchdowns,
2: not field goals will be the biggest best friend to this defense all year. And that was the case before Vaughn got hurt. All right. That's always been the case. This team, it it really needs to forge a new identity. And the good news is look, even without Vaughn, this is still a ferocious defense. That's why the the take in Nashville that there's no one to game plan for. On one hand, I get what they're saying, that there's no guy on the edge to game plan for in terms of the pass rush. But again, I say Darrell Casey, and I say, you know, we'll see with Bradley Chubb. But that doesn't mean there aren't studs on this defense. And it's Vic Fangio, and it's Ed Donatell, and it's year two of the team. I still expect this to be a very, very good, potent defense act.
3: I'm right there with you. I, I, there's going to be a minor drop-off probably in pass-rushing production, obviously without Von Miller. You can't, like Chad said, you can't cover your eyes and pretend you know his loss isn't insignificant. It is. But this defense still will be top 10, if not top 5, forcing turnovers, uh, notching sacks, still going to be a
2: very active
3: unit. And with Vic Fangio calling the shots, how could you bet against them?
2: We got Dennis Woods, great member of this community, jumping back in on Super Chat. And Thank again, you, let me just say, Dennis – The dad hat, the MHH dad hat, it suits you, my friend. He says, remember 2015, Peyton wasn't his best, but the defense carried us many times. This year, the O can carry us. I'm that confident in the talent on O. I'm with Zach. I'm not taking any wins off the board. I do think it would, if whatever your prediction was before Vaughn went down, I think you should stick with it. I really do. And I'm sticking with mine. We're going to unveil our official predictions tomorrow night for the, for the 2020 Broncos, and we'll have a few other predictions we'll unveil. But I'm not letting that color my view of this team. I'm really not. And, Dennis, appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm sticking with my guns, Chad. Uh, Hardy on Facebook says, uh, we were a top-10 defense last year when Von Miller didn't play that well. I believe the guys who replace him will match or exceed his production of last year especially with a better offense, that should help the defense be more rested. Fair points, fair points, you know, and there's always going to be fans, Zach, that bristle at any perceived criticism of Von Miller. We get it, but he wasn't great last year, and it wasn't all his fault. It wasn't all, you know, don't blame Von 100%, but new scheme, you know, no Chubb. He had the knee that he was nursing, caused him to miss one start. There were a few different factors in play there. So they found ways. They found other ways to skin the cat, and it was imperfect, and they only won seven games when it was all said and done. But four of those seven wins came in the final five weeks when Drew Locke entered into the equation, and that's why fans should maintain an optimistic posture on this 2020 season and no Callahan last year, and a better
3: secondary this year, better cornerbacks, better defensive line, having Gerald Casey and bringing back Shelby Harris. The Broncos' defense, with or without Vaughn, is improved from a personnel and schematic standpoint from 2019. So they're going to be just as good, if not much better, even with Vaughn's injury. Don't give up on Denver's defense just yet. This is still a top five, a top ten at worst
2: unit. All right, we got to get a couple more of these superstars before we get out of here. We don't leave any of our superstars out in the cold. Bradley Dutton jumping in on Super. Thank you, Bradley. Thank you, Bradley. I believe we're connected on Twitter, aren't we, Bradley? If not, make sure we are so we can shout you out after the show. He says, looking forward to complimentary football, less three and outs, less stalled drives in the red zone, strong defense, better punting means winning season. It all adds up to a winning season in Bradley's Estimations Zach."
3: That's what it has to be, but it it can't be where the offense kind of has a field goal every now and then or, you know, has less three and outs. They really have to step up here and become the strength and the backbone of the Broncos, at least initially, at least until Chubb gets healthy and the defense kind of finds their their groove. The offense literally has to pull their own weight. I want to see touchdowns, not field goals. You know, ball control drives. Yes. You know, mixing run and pass. Yes. I want to see points on the board though. There's no excuses, Chad, not to have
2: them. Malcolm Brown jumping in on super chat. Appreciate that. Malcolm. Malcolm Giving a shout out to the MHH superstars. And we echo that. Thank you, Malcolm. You're one of them. My friend, uh, Chris Hernandez says the mad fanatics blue and orange mix was my anthem while deployed. Great stuff. And of course, Chris Hernandez, 24 year veteran of the air force. Much respect to you, my friend. Yes. Um, all right, let me see. Make sure we're not missing anybody. It might be time to hop on out of here for tonight. Oh, we got John Clay. Oh, we got the queen. We got the queen in the house. Thank you, John. Christy jumping in. Appreciate your you. super chats and your support as always, KR. She says, it's a messy season. Everything is a bit different, but we will be good. We will see new talent, and we will still cheer on our Broncos. <laughs> this one's for Vaughn. <laughs> this one's. I can see it right now, dude. It's (laughs) Vaughn. That's great. Love, love the optimism, Christy, and the messaging. This is what people need to hear. This one's for Vaughn, and uh, you know that's that's the theme of of 2020. John Clay, eventing, eventing. John Clay, eventing. Appreciate the super chat. Make sure you you. connect with us. Uh, A hashtag state of being cat right here. From Huntsville, Alabama, he says, appreciate you, John. This is indeed where we get to see if Locke is the guy. Kick the tires, light the fires, get this season rolling. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life and just love the optimism. Love the resolve, Zach. Yeah, it's it's more on Locke than anyone
3: else on this Broncos uh, team after after Vaughn's injury. It's the onus is, is truly on
2: Locke in the offense. All right, two more. They're stacking up. The gang just wants to keep the conversation going. We're here for you. Dion Rodriguez jumping in. Appreciate you, Dion. Thank you, Dion. He says, uh, no question. My questions suck. No, that ain't true. Just want to show support. I have to partake in duels to the death with supervisors to watch you guys. <laughs> hashtag Broncos. Hashtag 19 and no. <laughs> hashtag MHH is the best. Well, sounds Thank like you're you, coming Dion. out on top, dude. You're still, you're still kicking, so you yeah. must be winner, winner. Yeah, that's awesome though. Thank you so much, Dion, for your support. Terry Randall imploring everybody: don't forget like click this video. Click those little thumbs up. Click them up, baby. Whether you're YouTube or Facebook, click them up. Uh, Mark Langley on the way out the door with another one here to keep us smiling and positive and and uh, happy. He says Garrett would make a great pass rusher. Oh no, we already saw this one. My bad. That's my that's my fault. But nevertheless, Mark, much love to you, my friend. I think there's one more from Duke. If I'm not mistaken, there he is. Last one. We're out of here. Duke Boynton, the man who just makes the cowboy hat look good. I got to tip my cap to you, man. I don't think it'd look good on me. Looks good on you, dog. He I says, agree. Chad and Zach, thank you very much for bringing balance to the MHH community. I speak for everyone. Hey, man, we do what we can. Sometimes we're yin and yang. Sometimes we say, you know, we're passionate. We say things, and they come off the cuff, and you know, we uh, – but we if we said it, we meant it. You know, we, we we mean what we say, but we do try to keep things in perspective for you guys, and so we appreciate that, Duke.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I can't pull off the cowboy hat either, so more props to you, Duke, for that. And you know what? Chad and I work well together because we we bounce each other out sometimes, and we, we see things the same, but then we can see things differently, and then the debate that it causes and the back and forth, and we respect each other's opinion and everyone else's opinion as well. We never will – Insult you guys, your intelligence. We'll never talk down to you. We'll never uh, blow smoke or convince you something that's not true. We're going to be real and giving our literal gut, honest opinion. And you can disagree, you can agree, but the banter and the conjecture, Chad, is what we're here for.
2: Amen. And the community, man, you guys keep us coming back day in and day out. And we'll be back tomorrow night. In fact, it's time for us to bounce on out of here. We're yeah. officially over an hour and a quarter. Way over our our deadline that we should be out. But you guys, that's just how it rolls. You guys, time flies with you. But guys, we gotta go for tonight. Couple of quick reminders. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Don't forget to also follow at Mile High Huddle and my partner here, Zach Kelberman. Zach, you were gonna say something?
3: Yes. Anyone who's in the MHH Fantasy League, we have the draft at 10 o'clock Eastern, which is 25 minutes or 8 o'clock Mountain Time. So if you're in that league, be sure to get in there. We don't want any auto drafts or, you know, bad owners this year. So get in the uh, room
2: while you can. Good reminder. Follow him on Twitter, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. You can follow me at Chad N. Jansen and the producer, John K. MHH, at John K., MHH. We'll be back in the saddle tomorrow night for the mile high mailbag. We can't wait until then, gang, have a great night, Zach. Have a great night, my friend. You as well. Mile high Salute to everyone out there. Thank you so much. Especially to our super chat superstars and our yes. Facebook supporters. Much love to you all. We'll see you tomorrow night for Zach Kelberman. I'm Chad Jensen. Talk to you then.
1: You've been listening to the huddle up podcast. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration's pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children